Hey, Jay Jones. Yes, sir. Episode 235. How the heck are you? I'm, I'm good. How Tell are you? the good people about this week. Uh, like all the things that happened this week? All of them. Yeah, there wasn't that many things. No, but I had some fun. Go and tell me I your got, fun. I got to do some events. So last year, because of COVID, we had to cancel our small group leaders event or postpone. Yeah. And so... Hold on, no. Small group leaders are people who help us run the School of Supernatural Life. They are former students. They volunteer. Just in case we've got new people to the podcast right, right, right. and they don't know what a small yeah, group leader is. Yeah, and they spend a year helping us pastor all the students. And And usually we like to take them away on retreat and say thank you to them and we couldn't do that last year because of yes continue and so we planned a fun day here like in nashville uh to get together a year later and just sort of say what was your year like and then have fun together okay so we had breakfast in a park and hired this company that set up like this gorgeous table and all these cushions and never i mean it was just like I thought when you said breakfast in a park, it was like catch your own squirrel and roast it over a fire <laughs> no, or something. No, no you it really hired wasn't. a yeah, yeah. catering company. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, like a set up and make it pretty company and then got food and all that kind of stuff. So we had a lovely time. And then we went to Top Golf. Now, explain to me what Top Golf is. Well, Top Golf is it's essentially a driving range, um, which I'm not even sure you know what that is. Excuse me. I know exactly. It's like a go kart range, but you. I'm kidding. You yeah. just whack golf balls <laughs> off in the distance. Yes. Yeah. Essentially. So is it real or is it virtual? No, it's real. How? Okay. So wait, I'll explain it. Okay. So there's three stories worth of tees that yeah. you can um, hit from. Yep. And uh, all of the golf balls must have some sort of tracker in them. So you like when it's your turn, you press your name. And now knows this this ball is yours. It delivers a ball just for you, and you hit it. And then when you switch to the next person, it delivers balls for that person. Yeah. So I'm some way it's it's tracking where these balls go. And there's these massive like there's these massive holes that you're trying to hit them into for extra points, and uh, it's really fun. And there, it's real golf clubs, real golf balls. Yes. How far? How long is the building to drive the? Well, it's balls. it's outside. Oh, it's outside. I thought it was inside. No, no, it's outside. You said it was three stories. Yeah, it's three stories outside. Like it's like. How can you have three stories outside? Three stories of balconies outside, and you're all like on balconies facing out into this netted area. Oh, okay. Um, so it's yeah, it's really fun. For some odd reason, I thought it was an indoor arena. No, 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 it's outdoors. What's the t- I'm getting confusing. Isn't there a top golf beside Best Buy? No. Okay. That's where my confusion starts. So you did that. That sounds like a lot of fun. It was so much fun. And uh, I placed exactly the same on both games. I was neither so the loser nor the winner. I was dead in the center. If you aren't the winner, aren't you by default the loser? Well, that's a very interesting way of looking at it. But well, we were thinking. just having fun. I'm going to sneeze. And uh, in addition, I golf left-handed, or at least when I used to golf, which is 20 years ago. I learned to golf left-handed, and I only had right-handed clubs. You know, I've never played a round of golf. That's very sad. The staff at Grace Center tried to make me. We did a staff fun day at a golf course. I, mean, I don't know. like I did not have a say in that because that was... And I tried it once. Yeah. And I was just like, what is the point? And just never bothered. Oh, it's really fun. I like driving the it's golf cart. It's kind carts. of like pool, uh, like playing pool, mm. but you're outdoors with completely different in, uh, implements. <laughs> <laughs> so one might say it's completely different than pool. Is it like anything else? Is it like rollerblading? But one might say you have different instruments. But there's no rollerblades. Um yeah, oh. so we did top golf. That was super fun, uh, and then you know went to the pharmacy and then had a pharmacy as a restaurant. I was going to say you went to the pharmacy. Yeah, what, you know. I, I visited East Nashville. I was very brave. Yep. Um, and and then they went go karting, but I didn't go go karting because I came home because it was Abigail's first big school weekend dance. for our eldest daughter. First school dance. Yep. Which I got to drive her there in the Tesla. Yes. But nobody was waiting. So, you know, when the big doors kind of came up, what are those, gullwing doors? Yes. X-wing doors? I don't know. Gullwing, I think. X-wing I, I is, is a 
like a nobody, fighter. Nobody cared. Star but I was like, the car's driving you there. Isn't that the coolest thing ever? She was like, oh. And then the next day, <laughs> it was her 14th birthday. And so we had a little soiree in the backyard. A but socially was, distanced outdoor fire pit hang for her and some Which was friends. great. But she was so cute getting ready for the dance. Like, I just love yeah, that she was you like... You can no longer tell public stories about your cute 14-year-old. Why? Because if she... She's 14. Ever, yeah, she oh. does, doesn't want this. I had to she get approval wonderful. to post pictures on Instagram. So I should have gotten her to approve You should have got a media story, release yeah? to oh. tell a story. Dang. All right. Well, just um, don't so tell her. You. you actually got out. You went out. You had some life activity. I got to have dinner with a couple of friends this week. Well, no, 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 wait. But I mean, oh, I'm wait, sorry. Because it... that's Tuesday. We're only oh, at okay. Sunday. Come so on. Sunday, um, we had like a a lunch for all of the local uh, School of Supernatural Life students. So like half of our students are in other places of the world, Australia, Germany, you know, whatever. Um, but about half of them. Whatever. Yeah. We, we love Scotland, all the countries all the of the places. world. Not whatever, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. So I got to meet a bunch of our students that I haven't actually seen face to face, like other than on a little tiny screen. Mm-hmm. So that was really fun. And we played nine, nine squares in the air, square, nine square in the air, the nine square. I don't know. Wait, I know. It's <laughs> just like golf, right? But there's no golf clubs. No. Anyway, it's kind of like volleyball. Like nothing like volleyball. Anyway, you are the analogy queen was, today. It was very fun. I it would be stretching it to say I dominated because I certainly didn't, but I had I had fun. Mm-hmm. So that was all that mattered, and and trash talked. So that was good. Permission you know. to tell my stories. Then? Okay, you may <laughs> tell your stories. I'm now finished. <laughs> you may begin. Um, we had lunch with our friend Mark and Kim. They were in town. Mark yep. Dupont was speaking at uh, Grace Center. Uh, last weekend and uh, was still around, so we hung out with him, which was fun. And then I had a friend from St. Louis, St. Louis, St. 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 Louis, St. Louis. But you don't really pronounce the S. Listen, St. Louis, St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, he came in and uh, we tried to go to Bar Taco. What do you mean you don't pronounce the S? Since when? Well, the kind of the locals don't. If you listen to them, they don't. It's like Edinburgh, like Americans say yeah. Edinburgh. Well, that's like because that. it doesn't make any sense. Well, I'm trying to honor, like, as strange as it is to a local ear to hear an American say Edinburgh, like, Ed- Edinburghians <laughs> don't say that. So, St. Yes. L- but St. Louis doesn't sound right. St. Louis doesn't sound right. It's St. Louis. All right. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Okay. The way he says it. Okay. All right. Well, Canadians say it's St. Louis. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway, we tried to eat a bar taco yeah. up in. Uh, like what's that called? Twelve South. Twelve South. Thank you. Uh, but they had an hour and a half wait, so we just walked down the road and had Edley's barbecue, which was delicious again, outdoor on the patio. Yeah. So nice. Mm, now I'm hungry. I would be sad if I drove up expecting Bar Taco, and then had Edley's just because my shaper get would get. But distressed you know me, I'm and... laid back. I can pivot on You're a dime. You're not laid super back. Easy. Well, I was hungry. Oh, and so you were hungry. The hunger necessitated yeah. that I changed my mind okay. really quickly. Okay. And I had great barbecue. I had I, brisket. Wait, I just want to explore something for a moment. Yeah. Do you actually think that you're laid back? No. Okay. <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> Can you imagine how out of touch I would be if I thought I was just um, go with a flow? No. Ask me if you're laid back. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, pick me, pick me. <laughs> Sorry. All right, well, that's our okay. weekly update. We we hope you had an amazing week, whatever you were doing, wherever you were. We hope you were safe. And um, I realize this podcast goes around the world, so you're in varying degrees of COVID normality. You know, in some countries, a return to life. In some places, are shutting down. Shut down. Ontario's yeah. back for its uh, third big lockdown. Yeah, Scotland's beginning to open up. Yeah, wow. So. Oh, I, d- I had fun. I got to, I forgot about this. I got to speak in Scotland without ever leaving my house. Our friends at Queen Park's Baptist Church, Queen's Park Baptist Church. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the pastor there, Ian, he reached out and said, hey, would you want to share? With our t-? I was like, I would love to share. So we recorded, or I recorded, a message. It's probably the only time I've ever spoken in a church where my message had a like a, a warning. Like, hey, if there's young children, you might not want them to hear Alan's message. But not a warning you gave. It was somebody no, else they gave it. it. And I was like, that's yeah. so genius. I, yeah. I, I need some sort of medal for that. But because uh, there was some horrific parts of the story, but I was just reading the Bible, basically. So that was a lot of fun. So uh, <laughs> and I actually 
I watched their service. I scrubbed past me speaking because I already know what I'm speaking on. But I so loved the worship. I so loved the hosts, the MCs uh, who were doing it. And I think it was Raina. Raina said a little yeah. prayer. Oh, it so blessed so me. So sweet, yes. I don't know, Raina, if you'll ever hear this. But when I heard you pray for me, it really blessed me and really touched my heart. And so that was fun. That was super so fun. Good. Getting to yeah. speak in churches without ever leaving my house. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. So, yeah. So good. Okay, so our topic this week is walking in wisdom. That's uh, from that list that you got from Instagram. We're yeah. still working through the list. and uh, I did think about a topic for a book this week, though. Oh. Yeah, I was in the shower, and I thought about, yeah, I've been pondering this whole thing about, like, you know, write a book. Yeah. I've been thinking about writing a book on the goodness of God with the subtext of the book, because, you know, you could come at the goodness of God from any angle, but yeah. thinking about writing about the judgment of God about judgment and where does judgment fit in with the goodness of God. Oh. And exploring that because I've been on a theological Yes. You know, a digging swim. a digging festival. That's what you think is digging. <laughs> well, I mean, I, don't I know. guess what I'm a mole. Would, if that's yeah. how you swim, no wonder you move so slow. <laughs> uh, I don't know why this isn't working. <laughs> oh my gosh, so much abuse. All right. I feel bad for people that can't see what you just did because it was so funny. We okay. we had our staff fun day today, and we had a, we had a like a table tennis. Is that what the game's called? Ping it's pong. Li- it's like golf, but <laughs> you- <laughs> is it ping pong? It's called ping pong. No table tennis. Well, maybe some countries call it table tennis. Anyway, you know, like soccer and football. They were playing ping pong. Yeah, and I just thought, like, before they start playing. They're in such an athletic stance. Yeah. And then when they start playing, they're like prancing dainty backwards <laughs> and forwards. Anyway. It was pretty fun to watch. What were we talking about? Wisdom. I don't know. Yes, wisdom. Here's the danger with talking about wisdom. The book of Proverbs talks about like not, you know, uh, there's more hope for a fool than somebody who thinks they're wise. Right. And so here we are going to be trying to talk about wisdom, uh, like how how you grow into wisdom and the kind of subtext of even talking about wisdom is hey we have we have wisdom to share on a topic of wisdom which automatically puts us in the category of being foolish so right right at the front let me say i we are not up here saying hey we're a good benchmark of wise people do what we're saying that's not what we're doing we are saying we have been people who have devoted our lives to wanting more of wisdom and probably the best way i could say it is on a on my best day, by the grace of God, I can recognize a token of wisdom I might walk in. Well, right. And and be fully aware of how much lacking in wisdom I am. Right. But I also feel like wisdom is a gift. It's something that you get by asking for it. That's true. And, and what you have of it. I mean, some of it you're going to gain life sure. experience, that kind of stuff. Um, but I feel like for the most part... Even even when you think about life experience stuff, the reason just the Holy Spirit bringing it back to your mind as is a gift, as a wisdom, yeah, is a gift. Mm-hmm. So I feel like uh, any time that you're trying to operate in wisdom, you need to be flowing with the Holy Spirit to sure. actually fully do that. Let but. me tell you about how I started on this journey. Okay, and I was thinking about this, and this is why I love being a computer nerd. Because I have a hard drive filled with stuff that's important to me. You do? So From years and years ago. This is almost 20 years ago. This is wow. in 2003, when I moved to Toronto to do the school, I joined a gym. So it's probably 2004 because I didn't when I was a student. So 2004, the gym on Atwell Drive in Toronto. Yep. Well, um, it's not actually on Atwell. It's on that little side street. But anyway, it's yeah, close it's enough. off of Atwell. Yeah, yeah. No, no, the front face is Atwell. Well, okay, sure. Okay. So join a gym, and I remember being on an elliptical machine, and I remember thinking, oh, I'm going to catch up on some messages. This is a message from Graham Cook that he spoke in Edinburgh at the King's Church, I would say a couple of years before that, so anywhere between 2000 and 2003. Uh, so almost 20 years ago, and I want to play this. I want to play this clip. This is and so Graham, one of my heroes, uh, just an amazing prophet, an amazing teacher, somebody I'd really looked up to. I don't mean that in the past tense. I still look up to Graham, but at this time d- hadn't met Graham, didn't know Graham, just knew of him as a speaker, and I'd gone to this conference. I bought the conference set, and I'm listening to it on my iPod, and this is what Graham says. You know, being in prophetic ministry for just over a hundred years. 
so it seems. Um, I've come to understand that, there's, that wisdom is more important than prophecy. It's a bit like um, if you were standing in a huge warehouse and everything was pitch black um, and someone just turned one light on, that's prophecy. Yeah, it's just a light in the dark and it's a spotlight. But wisdom is when all the lights come on. Yeah? And I've grown to appreciate, you know, the need is for us, we need to be prophetic, but we need to be wise. And I thought when I heard that, because again, at that stage of my life, all I wanted to do was learn how to prophesy, grow in the prophetic gift. Uh, you know, I just uh, such a hunger for the prophetic. Right. And so here's one of my heroes who's a legit prophet saying, I love prophecy, but wisdom's better. Yeah. And I remember something in my heart going, okay, well, then I will switch. I no longer want to be a prophet. I now want to be wise. Yeah. And I just, uh, you know, but here's my problem. I didn't know how to become wise. Right. Like, you know, like, do you go to school for it? Do you go to college? Like, what Like, what do you do? Right. But that thing, I remember it, like being on the treadmill, and I remember just in my heart going, okay, I am going to, with all of my hunger and all of my passion and all of the fuel and the research I've done to grow in the prophetic, I'm going to apply all of that to the best of my ability to grow in wisdom. I, I really want to be uh, wise. So this podcast, talking about, you know, in wisdom, is us sharing the stuff that we've learned being around really wise people. What were you going to say, Darren? Well, I was going to say, I also think, like, obviously the Lord has a, a an enormous value on us operating in wisdom because wisdom is on offer for us to have, right? right? So we're to ask for it. We're mm-hmm. encouraged to ask for it. But I was also thinking about Solomon in 1 Kings uh, when he, when the Lord says to him, what do you want? Like, and what is your heart's desire? And he could have asked for anything and yep. he asked for wisdom and discernment. And as a result, the Lord's like, I'm so happy that you asked for that. I'm going to give you all these other things in addition. But because the Lord was so happy that he'd asked for wisdom. And to me, that's just like, oh, we can ask. We can and we can Absolutely. keep asking. And we should keep asking. Yep. I think the only time we get into danger is when we become confident that <sighs> we are the we're so wise. Like I've got this now. Like yep. I don't I don't need input. And we do the very thing we're told not to, which is lean on our own understanding. Right. Which is the antithesis of wisdom. Right. I remember Isabel, one of my favorite people on the whole planet, right? One of the most amazing prophets that we have alive today. Yeah. I remember her saying, there's a danger that you reach in prophetic ministry where you cease inquiring of the Lord and you begin to trust your own voice. Right. So people come to you and say, hey, you know, would you pray for me about this? And instead of giving them the word of the Lord, you give them what you think is right, or you go with your gut, you go with your feeling. And she said, we are not to do that. We're always to inquire of the Lord, no right. matter how confident we are in our answer. And I was like, wow, like like that. I've, I see the same thing with wisdom. There's a danger that you get so confident or so skilled or you become a professional in an area where you think you've got the answer. And and, and that's where we become Right. Well, it's the thing that I think we said it a, a, a week or two ago, like we actually never want to live from I have arrived. We want to live it's still in a place of being teachable and saying, Lord, can you help me with this? You know, yeah. can can you give me wisdom? Mm-hmm. When we're talking about wisdom, I want to talk about four different types of wisdom. I'm sure there's more classifications than that, but I just want to think about these four types of wisdom and then just talk about some stories that we've encountered with those four types of wisdom. The four types of wisdom is, number one, wisdom from experience. Number two, the wisdom you get from others. Number three, wisdom from above. And then number four, the gift of wisdom. Yeah. So, oh, that sounds good. Yeah, Let's I wanna, do that. I want to talk through those. Yeah. So number one is really easy. Wisdom from experience. Wisdom from experience is the most expensive kind of wisdom to acquire because you pay enormous amounts in school fees. Yes. And the school fees are you making a ton of mistakes and hopefully learning from them. <laughs> and, and, the, the, and the problem with that is the wisdom only comes in hindsight. You have to make a ton of mistakes I remember when I was learning how to be a teacher, my professor at the time said, um, experience plus reflection equals learning. Yes. And I would say that, like, just because you make mistakes, it doesn't make you wise. You actually have to learn from it. And again, understanding what we said before, 
any wisdom that I may acquire, that we may have with regard to managing people, in part has come from all of the colossal mistakes that we have made. From practicing on other people. <laughs> managing people and doing yeah. it wrong. Thinking we'd know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Leaning on our own understanding. Um, same thing with money. I mean, you know, it's it's hysterical that the last couple of years the Lord's had me teach on finances where we have personally screwed up spectacularly with finances. Uh, even though we've had great resources, which we're going to talk about in a second. But there is a an, an, uh, an experiential wisdom that is that doesn't come by default. It has to come by you paying your dues of realizing, oh, I screwed up. And I think that's a part of maturity when yeah. you own your mistakes yeah. rather than blaming other people. When you blame other people, you you don't take stock of what happened and you don't actually learn anything. Well, I think at that point, that, that wisdom in quotation marks probably becomes cynicism more than wisdom. Like I think Ooh, you, we all have that choice, no matter what our life experience is, to go through it and learn from it or go through it and form judgments, mm-hmm. become cynical, become bitter. And we still think we're wise. Like we're like, oh no, I'm wise. I mean, I know I've been through this and this and this before, and this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And again, I think that that's part of like what you're saying with Isabel. Like we don't ever want to disconnect from the Holy Spirit being able to still bring hope into a situation. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. think you, we don't ever want to fully rely on, I've been through similar situations, and so here is my wisdom. We want to go, I've been through this. It feels like this. Is it this, Lord? Right. Is it, like, we're still, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, we're, I do know what you mean. All the time, constantly still requiring Returning back to him. Input, yeah. You saying that reminds me of some of the experience I witnessed at Sage Hill, the the people who were running the group therapy I went to. I would sit with these really, really mature therapists, counselors, experts in their field. And I would ask them questions about a situation or a dynamic. And they would say, well, how would I know? And I'm like, because you're a freaking expert. That's what you do for a living. And they were like, I couldn't possibly begin to know without knowing more. And that was just this beautiful display of wisdom that they weren't interested in making themselves look like Yoda or these ultra wise, you know, uh, Yoda's not fashionable really anymore. No, anyway. but Small, it, I, it was a green, beautiful wrinkly. display of humility that they weren't confident in their own, in, in their own ability. They were like, well, I'd need to hear the other side and I'd need to you right. know, be with them and we need to explore. And I was like, well, that's remarkable. Yeah. What about parenting? We were talking earlier about the stages of parenting and wisdom with the different number of kids we've had. Well, I think, I think I've learned that you really don't know anything. Like, like on one level, you know, because each kid is different. Yeah. Just like each person is different. So the second that you're like, well, it worked for this one, so it's going to work for that one. Again, without the Holy Spirit involved, you're in trouble, right? I, but you do yeah. gain, you do gain, like, you know, certainly by the time you get to child number three, you're like, okay, I've done this stage two times before and you do have some rough wisdom like some general yeah. ideas of we're gonna head in this direction maybe not do that so we we practiced on abby way more than on tia and mj's probably got it easy right i constantly apologize to abby yeah like babe i'm so sorry you're my first teenager I, I really don't know what i'm doing right and we're trying to make the best decisions Try, we can know. and so the, she's always like why does tia get to this i was like because we learned that doing it this way with you didn't work and right Again, wisdom that comes from experience. Right. But I would say it's still wisdom in partnership with the Holy Spirit, or it's not, it just becomes like a knowledge that isn't necessarily always accurate. I don't know if this is cruel or just a, a, the kindness from God. Yeah. But as a pastor, one of the funnest things for me, and this is, this is introducing my sixth sense Are of humor. Are you allowed to say funnest, or do we have to say most fun? I don't know. I, okay. can, I can do what I want. <laughs> Is uh, watching people who don't yet have kids be experts on parenting. Yes. You know, so they're going to have kids. And it's, you know, you can't teach them anything. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. I love that you've got a birth plan. That's that's wonderful. And then they have a kid and, you know, typically their plan doesn't go. Or, you know, you see them after they've just had a baby and they're like, oh, this is horrible. We're not sleeping like nothing we've read worked. And we're like... Yeah, it's and hard. Welcome to the club. It's really hard. <laughs> so again, I don't know if that's my sixth sense of humor, but we went through that. We were all like, "Yeah, we had a birth plan, and that didn't work." Nope. And and anyway, so like, I think that's why grandparents must be the happiest people in the world. Oh yeah, because they're, they're like, just like, "Oh, right. you're adorable. Yeah, yeah. You think you're experts already?" Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Lots of wisdom from experience. The second type of wisdom I want to talk about is wisdom from others. Here's the irony with wisdom from others. When you will accept wisdom from others, you save yourself pain. So you would think that we all want it, but it's the type of wisdom that we're most resistant to. Right. Well, it requires humility, doesn't it? It does. And so when people give wisdom that isn't asked for, it falls to the floor, and the person who didn't receive it can't recognize that as folly yet. But one of the things that we have learned to do is ask, 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 ask. Right, so you've just touched on two different things. Go on. We are people who ask for wisdom. Now, we ask specific people yes. that we we have uh, observed their lives, the fruit of their lives. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, you know they're ahead of you. And, yeah. you know, and you're going to them and going, talk to me. I'm going to this venture. I right. don't have a clue what I'm doing. Right. What advice do you have for me? Right. Uh, and then and you're listening to hear, but you also mentioned sometimes people are trying to offer you wisdom uh, that you didn't ask for. Right. And that also sometimes that happens. And I still think like I used to when I was super immature, uh, take that kind of wisdom, you know, when it was coming from yeah. people I didn't ask for. I just be like, Pfft. Yeah, I didn't ask. Yeah, I didn't ask you to speak into my, my life and blah, blah, yeah. blah. But then when I go to the Holy Spirit with it, He would be like, "Well, actually, do, do you want to talk about this? Like, do you actually want to know?" Because that's an unteachable you know? spirit, right? Mm. So I think both have tremendous value. We live in pursuit of receiving wisdom from those in within trusted community. You know, that's mm-hmm. just how we've lived our lives. Every big decision we've ever made, we invite wisdom into it, not assuming that we have. All the wisdom, no matter how many dreams, visions, encounters, whatever yeah. we've had, but actually, oh wow, we need wisdom from outside of us. I would say also try and value the random encounters. Now, some of them, again, sometimes you're gonna get wisdom in quotation marks that is like crazy stuff. Yep. Um, but Holy Spirit knows that. So you can always go, Holy Spirit, what about this thing? You mean don't dismiss the goods because the packaging's not to your like. Right. And then sometimes like I've had the Lord say that wasn't me. Like that you yeah. know, that person that said that that was just, you know, get get rid of that. Okay, great. I was thinking about the irony of people who have wisdom to share, but they might have an audience who doesn't want to hear it. So for example, we've mm-hmm. been helped tremendously by the wisdom from Dave Ramsey. Okay. So yep. Dave Ramsey, for those of you who don't know, Dave Ramsey actually lives here, but he is a, a national expert on personal finance. He's, he, that's what he does for a living. He is a believer, and he teaches people how to manage their wealth. And in some circles, he's very controversial. But we've uh, received... Oh, yeah. Well, as the story will, will, okay. will tell. Okay, sorry. Great, okay. So Dave's super helpful. He's all about like living debt-free, getting rid of credit cards, and how to manage your wealth, and you know, so it's on and so It's certainly not the way 99% no. of people are living. But I remember we were doing Dave Ramsey. We'd never heard of him, but we'd heard of something called the Financial Peace University. We did it. Yeah. Uh, it started our journey of understanding all the mistakes we'd made. So we've done Dave Ramsey, and I remember being with a friend one day, talking about what we're learning about Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. And my friend, like, scoffs, like, Dave Ramsey, like, what does he know? Like, and just by that whole attitude, it's like, Dave, Dave, you know, Dave's got it all wrong. Now, the irony is my friend just filed for bankruptcy. Wow. Personal finance is so bad, filed for bankruptcy. And here he is critiquing a person who also filed for bankruptcy, like Dave, Dave Ramsey, Ramsey had was yeah. absolutely broke, went broke, and the reason he's got wisdom is from the first category, personal experience, right. and is now a noted expert. And I was like, how, how sad that the same wisdom is available to me and to my friend, but you have to have ears to hear. Yeah, but also sometimes wisdom requires work. I think sometimes we don't want wisdom because it requires a response on the other side mm-hmm. that that equals effort. And we would much prefer the wisdom that requires no effort than the wisdom that requires effort. Right. I'm not saying I, uh, that about that particular situation. I'm just saying for myself, sometimes oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, I can think of times I've done that. Yeah, you're, oh, the wisdom I'm receiving, even though, oh, I know that's probably true. This is actually going to require more of me than if you had said, no, you're good. 
Yeah, wisdom that's left in theory spoils quickly. Yeah. You know, the stuff you need to know to do and you don't do it is like, uh, which brings us neatly to number three, which is the wisdom from above. You were quoting James earlier, Book of James. You know, if anyone, any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives uh, freely without reproach. Mm-hmm. You know, and he'd, he'd love to give it to you. Wisdom from above. Here's the thing. That wisdom, in my experience, we think it's going to be academic. Oh, Lord, would you please give me wisdom? And we think it's going to be like a cheat sheet for an answer. But what I've found is when I ask the Lord for wisdom, the implementation of that wisdom comes in the form of obedience. Yeah. So it's not like a so theoretical wisdom. and obedience, not, yeah. Right. And it's exactly what you say. Sometimes I don't want to do what he's saying. And oh, I thought you were just going to give me like an answer, not actually a direction or an instruction. Jesus talked about this amazing verse. I think it's Matthew 11. I've got it written down. Matthew eleven nineteen, where he talks about wisdom is proved right by her children. Wow. Like wisdom is only wisdom once you walk out and you see the fruit of wisdom in action. And I think that in our life, the the times that we've sought wisdom from the Lord has required a walking out to it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And sometimes you don't see, well, most times you don't actually see the fruition of what you had asked for the wisdom for until you've been obedient to the, the things that are part of the stages of walking it out. And then sometimes God throws in faith into the mix too, so won't tell you what it will be, just expects you to obey. Well, often. And, and, and yeah. you know, he's never like, okay, well, I understand this is tricky. Let me explain the long play here. Right. We'll do this and then this and then this and about 20 years time. You know, he, yeah. d- he doesn't. He's just like, okay, here's the wisdom from heaven. You can take it or leave it if yeah. you'd like. Yeah. All right. Well, the last kind of wisdom is one of my favorite kinds of wisdom, but it doesn't really benefit us. Oh. And what I mean by you mean that us, is... like you and me? No, I mean whoever has it. I'm okay. going to talk about the gift of wisdom. Oh, the gift of wisdom, yeah. When okay. God gives you the gift of wisdom, I used to think the gift of wisdom would be for me, but gift of wisdom is for others yes. via me. Yes. Right? Again, I'm not setting myself up as this kind of wise sage. What I mean is... As leaders, we're constantly being asked to make decisions. We're constantly asked for input about stuff that's way above our pay scale. You know, like, what do you think I should do in this situation? You know, And we're like, uh, I, don't I don't know. But it's our job, not necessarily to know, it's our job to be with people. And so often I'm amazed that people will ask me questions that are beyond my pay grade, beyond my training, beyond my intellect, beyond my understanding. And as I ask the Lord to give me food to feed his children, I will give an answer, and I am astonished by the answer, not because of my amazing intellect or understanding, but because I'm hearing myself say things, I'm like, dang, that's good. Like, I should write that down for me for later. And it's the gift of wisdom operating. Again, nothing to do with me. It's just a gift of the Holy Spirit that is flowing through me for others. And it's a bit like the gift of prophecy in that, you know, the prophets I know can prophesy over others. They rarely get revelation for themselves. Right. So having the gift of wisdom helps your community more than it does help you. Right. Well, and I would say we've seen it in a couple of other places. Like what you're talking about, you sit down one-on-one and the yeah. Lord, you know. But but I've had like, and I know you have as well. I've had times where I'm preaching. I'm mid-preach. I've planned out everything I'm going to say. It's all in my notes. And something else starts coming out in the middle of it. And I'm literally like, somebody write that down. I didn't, you know, and you know, it wasn't you, it was just you speaking out, you know, what you were getting in the moment or when we've done stuff like question and answer times at At the the school school. Oh my and I would always get like super nervous. I mean, I'd be confident that you would have wisdom to answer, uh, you know, or Tony or Jeff, like depending on who was there, but I'd always be like, Oh dear, here we go. Question and answer. And even though we do them all the time, but like every time the Lord would be like, Hey, say this. Hey, remember this? Mm-hmm. Hey, remember, you know, so it's really fun to actually operate in in wisdom. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is great, but let's do some practical. If I know you, you have five easy steps. It just so happens I do have five <laughs> easy steps. Four I'm getting wisdom. Four and a half. Yeah. All right, hit us with number one. Well, it depends what kind of wisdom you want. Do you want earthly wisdom? You, you really don't. Or worldly wisdom? You really don't. You want wisdom from heaven. So right. if, we're, if you want to grow in wisdom... These are steps that are come straight from Scripture. But number one, start with the Bible. Proverbs 4, verse 5 says this, get wisdom, get understanding. Like, that's your first starting point. Have a hunger and have a desire for it. And then he goes on and says, do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. 
So the Bible is chock full of wisdom. Elsewhere in Proverbs, it says, one man's way seems right till another presents his case. If you're only feeding yourself on opinion, if you're only feeding yourself on editorial comment, you will find that your heart and your mind will be shaped by the world. You must allow the Lord an opportunity to speak to your heart, to keep the plumb line of your soul correct. Yeah. So, you know, one man's way seems right. You can listen to like a documentary or read, like I said, an editorial, and it's like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. And if you're not careful, you're succumbing to earthly wisdom, which only has limits and will ultimately lead you to error. But if you will devote yourself to Scripture, you will find that you will, you know, you will find a source of incredible wisdom. But here's the thing. The Bible, it can't be just reading. Like, you can't be reading the Bible. It has to be lived out because the Word is living and it has power. And when you put into practice what you are learning, that's how you grow in wisdom. I know many, many people who've got an amass of biblical knowledge, but they haven't become wise. You become wise by doing what the Word says. What were you going to say? I also was thinking, and I don't know if this is one of your four and a half points or not, but... Throw it out. We'll see. Um, uh, just check your list. Uh, I was also thinking like scripture encourages us to seek wisdom and seeking takes longer than just seeing something. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So seeking is look for it, put effort into finding it. Don't assume the thing that's right in front of your face is what is wisdom, Right. but actually spend the time to look for, you know, what's deeper, what's like, what's there. So I was also thinking that, like, I think yeah. sometimes we, again, uh, we have become such a fast food culture and we want everything delivered instantly. And Right. Can I have you an know, Uber Eats on wisdom, please? Like a million different comics have said, you know, we get frustrated when some, you know, something doesn't load on our page, on our phone right away. And we're like, hey, that's going to space and back, you know, uh-huh. like maybe you could like chill. Um, but we're kind of like that, uh-huh. I think, even with seeking wisdom from the Lord. And I think there's something valuable in waiting yeah. for wisdom and seeking wisdom rather than we don't ever want to live from a stance of demanding wisdom. Well, this is how prophetic you are, because number two was exactly that. Oh. Right? And I was thinking about the verse we already talked about in James. Like, seek out wisdom, ask for it. God says you're welcome to ask for it in James chapter one. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. You can also ask people because you hear God's voice through the counsel of many. In the multitude of counselors, there's wisdom, it says, in in scripture or or safety. And so I think about all the big moves that we have made in our life. Every major transition, we have gone to our leaders and sat down with them and saying, this is what we feel like the Holy Spirit's saying to us. What do you hear when we share this? Does this reverberate? Like, what are you, what are you feeling? Yeah. Every single move that we've done. Yeah. And practical things like buying a house or, you know. I remember speaking well, to my friend Bill about buying a car. Yes. Like, hey, Bill. Like, we have two cars right now. We've got uh, an aging minivan, which has been so good to us. It's a miracle van at this it's point. It's a miracle van. Yeah. And we have your um, little sportage. Uh, sportage, like a little mini four by four. We need a new. We need to replace our minivan. The amount of work we need to do on it. Yes. And so I went to my friend Bill, who's like bought cars before. I don't. He knows more about cars. I don't. And I said, Bill, like, can you help me? I'm I'm thinking of doing this, but like, what's the wisdom? I'm thinking, do we just shove some money in to repair it, or is that good money after bad? Should we get a new one? I don't really want to lease a car because I've done Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University, but do I lease? Do we buy a just a replace the one we have with another one of a similar, or do we save up? Like, what do we do? And he told us, he gave me so many options I hadn't even thought of. I was like, Bill, like, how do you know all this stuff? He said, because I've literally made every mistake under the sun when buying a car. I've literally done all of the options you've talked about, and I can tell you what worked for me. And I was like, how much heartache and finance did that save us having that conversation? There's a cheeky part of me that wants to say, babe, I remember we were having a conversation. I was like, we don't put more money into this minivan. We yeah. just don't. It's not worth it. Yeah. And you were like, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Then you came back from meeting with Bill that morning. You were like, Bill said not to do it. And, and I was like. Didn't I well, say not to do it? I, okay, sure. Okay. That's Bill, fine. I'm fine with that. Bill, Bill has the experience of buying lots more cars yeah. than you have. <laughs> but but wisdom is always spoken of in the feminine. That's so maybe I true. should have gotten you know some also sort of. True. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that was number two, ask for it. Number three is hang out with wise people. You become the common denominator of the people you you connect with. This is one of the things we've told people all the time. Like we have spent a large portion of our ministry pastoring young adults, people in their 20s and 30s. And I say this to them 
all the time. The wisdom that you are looking for will not be found to the left or your right. Like rarely will you ever find wisdom you need from your peers. You need to find the wisdom in the generation above you, people who are further ahead of you in the area that you need wisdom. So I meet people all the time who their version of wisdom is like, I'm thinking of doing this dumb decision. Does it sound good to you? It sounds great, bro. You should totally do it. And they think, oh, I went and sought wisdom. Like, right. no, but you sought wisdom from somebody who was Right. Unable to dress themselves. Like, what were you expecting <laughs> that you were going to get? Somebody with zero life experience. So hang out with wise people. Cultivate multi-generational relationships. You can offer wisdom to people who are below you in, in life experience or in age. And, yeah. and cultivate. That's one of the things I'm so grateful for is relationships that we have with moms and dads of the faith. Or, yeah. or even people who are not moms and dads but are are people who are mature in the faith well that's what i was going to say like i was just thinking about like you know you and i right now are in a process where we're seeking wisdom about Absolutely. some stuff that we're yeah. you know thinking about and uh and so we have gone to a couple of couples that are older than us that yeah. are further along and we've said hey give us wisdom and then we have other couples in our lives that are other people that we'll seek for wisdom now they're in the same age bracket as we some are. Some of them are younger than us. Uh, some of them are younger than yeah. us, um, but wise in the Lord and able to to be truthful whether you want to hear it or not. Yeah, they know us well and yeah. will love us faithfully enough to say, no, right. that's a dumb decision. And they decision. have the character and everything to be able to go, yes, like I can, you know, I can hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the number four, do what you know is right. So here's the thing. Revelation should lead to obedience. Like you never want to be so full of revelation that you don't actually do anything with it. Revelation leads to obedience. When you obey, you get wisdom. Right. Like that's it's a progressive thing. So you learn as you go. Don't don't treat your wisdom as empty theory. You actually have to live it out. You actually have to apply it. Yeah. No point doing a Dave Ramsey financial peace university yeah and then not doing anything that he told you to do yeah like i don't understand why i'm still in debt i did dave ramsey's financial piece yeah it wasn't the doing that was important it, it was wasn't the, the exercising it of what the, you yeah. learn well i think I, I don't know if i want to say everything in the kingdom but let's say most things in the kingdom seem to require action or response right and again as you say often the reason we didn't get a result is because we uh, digested the information, but mm -hmm. didn't actually take it through to response or action. Yeah. And then we're like, well, it didn't work. It didn't work. And we're yeah. like, but you, you didn't do it. Mm -hmm. So. I said I had four and a half points. Like, Oh, what's your half point? My, well, my half point is none of that works without humility because a prerequisite for wisdom is humility. Yes. And it, and humility is not a one-time thing. It's not like, and I humbled myself, so I'm set. No, like you have to continue to lean not on your own understanding. And that's hard because the more wise you become in inverted commas, the more track record you've got to trust. But the mistake is it wasn't your track record that got you thus far. Right. It was the Holy Spirit's grace. Don't, right. don't confuse his kindness with your brilliance. Like that, that will end in error. So don't be the expert in the room. For the rest of your life, just continue to ask, 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 ask. That's one of the things that I love being with John and Carol. And they, I hopefully they never got exhausted. I asked them about everything. Like I'm confident I got wisdom from them. I've never heard them preach and I've never read in any of their books. Right. Because I would just ask. It's, it's what the disciples did. Right. How come we couldn't deliver that? You know. Right. You know, oh, this kind well, of comes out of our learn. prayer fasting. Yeah. 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 So there you go. Wisdom, 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 wisdom. It's super awesome. It's super great. It's super unsexy, but it's the most valuable thing I think you can amass oh, so while you're here on earth. So yeah. pursue wisdom with everything that you can and go for it. AJ Jones. Yes. I've got a listener's question that is straight up your street. Oh, dear. Okay. I'm ready. Don't say, oh, dear. <laughs> The, it's every week we take uh, questions from our listeners. If you've got a question you want to ask, it can be about something we've said on the show. It's something that's always bugged you, just something completely new. If you've got a question, send it to alanandaj.com slash ask, and we will do our best I'm, to answer I'm just wondering question. what my street is, you know, because it's up my street. Okay, t talk to me about my You'll street. Hear. Okay. How do you know when you need deliverance? Wow. It's a, I mean, it's a good question. It's a great question. It's a great question great question probably at some point every christian needs deliverance and probably at more than one point like well, hold on though because i remember never realizing that christians could 
need deliverance? Because I'm a Christian. How could I possibly have a demon? Right. Well, and I think people get stuck on the uh, possession versus oppression kind of thing. Like, well, is the demon in me or on me? Well, I, can a Christian have a demon? Sure, a Christian can have anything they want, yeah. right? Derek who, Prince, Derek is fam- Prince famous right? Lying. Uh, who is a deliverance guy. An expert, yeah. Um, I think sometimes we've unknowingly made a home for the demonic many, many times because of childhood things, because of hurts, because of all that kind of stuff. Do we need deliverance? Yes. Is it in you or on you? I think it's on I think it's on you. I think it's oppressive from the outside rather than in you because the Holy Spirit is in you. Yeah. So um, in, in a nutshell, demons, Christians can't be possessed by a demon. You're already possessed by the Holy Spirit. But certainly he can try and influence. Or, you, you can yeah. absolutely be afflicted or oppressed by demons. Right. So when we're talking about deliverance for a Christian, which is the best kind of deliverance, yeah. Right? Yeah. it's removing the power that demons have to operate in your life, either by afflicting you with sickness or with poverty or with uh, suicidal thoughts or oppression right. or, you know, tormenting you with thoughts that you don't want or... Or um, behavior that's uncommon to you. Right. You know, re- reactionary behavior that's uncommon to you can sometimes be uh, demonically empowered behavior, that yeah. kind of stuff. So uh, what would be some of the signs that like, oh, it'd probably be good for me to go get some deliverance? Well, probably if you're even thinking that, it would probably be good to go and get some deliverance. Like, just seriously, though, like if you're like, oh, I wonder if I, you know, if that's come into your head, that actually might be the Holy Spirit saying, hey. Yeah. But what know. if you're what if you're a spiritual uh, hypochondriac? Oh. Like, I'm just thinking. Well, go get deliverance for that. That's, <laughs> that's not going to that's not going to be good. either. I'm just thinking like, you know, 25 years ago, if I heard this podcast, I'd be like, wait, w- Christians can be demonically oppressed like well get them off me where you know like yeah. I, I would probably be freaked out by that right well i would probably say like to to journal and ask the holy spirit about it and and go to the people that know you that are wise around you go to experts people with yeah, yeah don't go to a, like a, a lone ranger who's like oh i have I'll a deliver- do it. i have a deliverance ministry i've seen this done once before <laughs> don't do that um yeah but there's plenty of actually great uh inner healing and deliverance Ministries, and I would say those two are, are best done together. So much better to do together. Um, because because the inner healing uh, gets rid of the structure that allows the demonic to stay, and so right. the deliverance usually is just a lot. When when Paul cleaner. writes, "Do not give the devil a foothold," mm-hmm. the the word there, foothold, comes from the Greek word topos, which where we get our word topology, like a, a spot. Don't give yeah. the devil a spot or a license or a, a place, place to, to camp operate. out. Yeah. And so when we do deliverance, the reason inner healing is great is you remove the structure, be it an, an inner vow, an ungodly belief, uh, a judgment, bitterness, rage, anger, all those things. If you know, if we habitually sin, we give opportunity. It's like rolling a red carpet for the enemy to take up residence. Yes. And so that's why those two go hand in hand. Probably one of the most effective ministries I know on the planet would be restoring the foundations. Yes. Who would, we've been through that. Yep. And, uh, you know, got to, but, but that's the thing. Like, we went for a week of ministry not thinking, here's a list of demons I need to get rid of. Right. And yet they got rid of a bunch of demons. Yes. So, you know, I don't want to be flippant, but like, I think everybody needs deliverance. Oh, I, for sure, at some point after you get saved. Sure. You're going to need think deliverance, how much, but I how think much it's deliverance ongoing. Have you had yeah. before we went to see the kill Oh, tons. So much deliverance. So much deliverance. I, I had tons of deliverance, and yes. yet we experienced more deliverance. Yes. Yeah. So, so how do you know when you need deliverance? You probably do. <laughs> Just, <laughs> but you know, seriously. But it's like, way less scary than, yeah. you know, we're smiling and joking about it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope that's not traumatic for anybody listening to this you'll be fine it's it, one of the primary reasons that jesus came was to seek and save the lost and one of the major portions of jesus's ministry was deliverance on earth yeah and it you know it wasn't a scary part of his um administration it was you know everyday life for him yeah i wonder how many of the people who got delivered in the new testament thought they needed delivered many of them are coming to him for healing yeah. and it's deliverance instead mm-hmm. yeah why don't you just do some mass deliverance prayer? I'm kidding. Let's not let's That's not, not do that. So again, if you've got questions, send them to alanaj.com slash ask. We would love to um, try and answer them. Yeah. Well, okay. If you want the show notes for this week's episode, go to alanaj.com slash 235. I momentarily forgot what episode it was. Good heavens. And we, just two quick things to tell you about. 
AJ Jones? Well, I think because we were just talking about healing and deliverance and uh, we actually wanted to let you know in case you are new to the podcast or you have uh, maybe not thought about it in a while. We actually have Alan and I teach. I'm the director of something called the School of Supernatural Life. It's amazing. And it's it's amazing. It's an eight-month school. There's an option to come back for a second year and a third year, but it's it's uh, an eight-month program, which we are now offering both online and in person uh, this year. Which is amazing. So it, if you are able to come to Franklin, Tennessee, you can do it in person. If geographically you can't do that or financially or logistically you can't do that, it's an online thing where you just take it from home. And it's designed uh, to impact your life from no matter where you are. Yeah. So applications are now open for the school. And uh, to apply for the school, you would go to um, www.gracecenter.us slash school. Our, um, our producer in the room is giving two thumbs up. Mr. Chris, who is a graduate, about to be a third-year graduate, is already a first- and second-year graduate at the school. Seriously, it's, it's an amazing school, and I can say that now because I don't run it anymore. But it is an amazing school. Yeah. It is all about bringing transformation. If you love the stuff that you hear on the podcast, you'll absolutely you'll love, love the environment of the school for yeah. sure. Yeah. If you would like more of uh, the podcast, you're listening to the podcast, you're like, I love this podcast, this is great, where's it been? We have a membership program where you can join, become a member, and you can get access to the video portions um, of our podcast. The, uh, the way we record our podcast is it's in a video studio. If you're listening to this right now, you're only getting 50% of it. We rip out the audio and we you know, load it into your podcast player. But it is on video. You get to um, see us, which is a benefit, right? Uh, I mean, I just got a haircut. Like, you did. What, like, you know, it's gorgeous. Thank Look you so you. much. Look at my stylist right there. But <laughs> membership gives you access to the video of our podcast. It gives you discounts on all our courses. It gives you priority Q&A when we get a bunch of questions come in for the podcast. We are going to prioritize our members. Um, also lets you access us directly. You can direct message us and and a whole other bunch of benefits. To find out more about membership, how you can join and become a member, go to alanandaj.com slash membership. I did want to say, sneak peek, next week we're going to be talking about something cool, and we kind of have a special announcement. It's going to be cool. Bye-bye. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games. Paleo donuts and the kindness of God The things we deal with every day From Franklin, Tennessee They are just like you and me Alan yeah. and AJ oh, yeah. Keeping up with the Joneses Keeping up with the Joneses Sharing their life experiences oh, yeah. Keeping up with the Joneses Talk about faith in God And everything under the sun If you are a human being There's something here for everyone